Just a quick note, our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. So a few bad words might slip through the net every now and then. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, Katie? I'm good, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> still struggling with the... Well, you explain the episode and then I'll tell you why I'm struggling. Okay. Um, today we're doing a special films episode. Now, I've recently been listening to a podcast called Films to be Buried with by Brett Goldstein. It's a very good podcast. I recommend it. Um, we've decided that we're going to borrow some of his questions as an homage to the podcast. He asks some very uh, good questions about films. So me and Katie are going to be interviewing each other. Asking about, for example, the funniest film we've ever seen, the scariest film we've ever seen, the earliest film we remember seeing, and many other different topics. Mm-hmm. Have you been struggling with this one, Katie? Really, this is what I'm struggling with. Because I have the memory of a fish, <laughs> uh, I, have, I find it very difficult to remember anything, even films, <laughs> yeah. and how I felt about them. I but, get that sometimes with films. In that I know that I've seen a film... But I can't remember really what happens. Yeah. I get that a lot with books. I, 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 it's, that's funny. I don't get that with books because I think I'm so immersed in the world for such a long time. Hmm. I'm part of it. But with films, it just kind of flits by. I, I'm very involved in the moment, if it's a good film. I'm yeah. very involved in the moment. But Okay. Me. Well, so let's get started. So the very first question is, what is the first film you remember watching? The first film I remember watching. Um, for me, it's quite a funny story. Uh, I think I remember watching it, but I remember quite a funny moment from my childhood, one of my birthday parties. Um, I can't remember how old I was. It might have been about seven, eight, something like that. Maybe even younger. Um, well, it was a thing back in the late 80s, early 90s to rent videos. We all did that, right? Yeah. You go to the, the video shop, shop. Go to the video shop, rent a video. Maybe you arrive at the video shop and they've only got one copy of the video you wanted to rent. And someone's already taken it. And you're like, damn, it's got the little red sticker you on got, it. You've got to come with like two or three options. Yeah. Because that's always a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so for my birthday... Uh, my parents had said, you can rent a video. You can have your friends round. Um, we'll have a party, we'll have a cake, and you can rent any video you want. And we went into the video shop, and there was Care Bears. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Care Bears. Do you remember the Care Bears? Yes. Yeah. They were like little bears that all had different, like, special powers or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. And it was quite like, um, well, it was, I think it was for definitely for younger kids than me. And quite like, a, let's say, a girly thing. And my parents said to me, okay. I, I said, I want Care Bears. I want the Care Bears video. And like all the all boys were coming to the party because it was like <laughs> a little boys party. And my parents were like, you sure you want the Care Bears? You don't want like He-Man or like <laughs> something that... But I was just fixated on the Care Bears. 
So that was the one we rented and uh, sat down and made all my friends watch the Care Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like an old equivalent of like the Powerpuff Girls or something, mm-hmm. I suppose. The Care Powerpuff Bears, Girls but... is cool. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls is for boys and girls. Okay. The Care Bears was for sensitive people. Yeah, let's say that. Sensitive people. And I think younger people than I was at the time. It was yeah. kind of like a... Seven does sound a bit old to be choosing the Care Bears. Yeah, exactly. But I just had the idea in my head. It was all right, no, Care Bears. That's really... What did your friends think of you afterwards? I don't know. They sat through the Care Bears. They got free sweets. I would say, Tim, I'm so pleased that you went with what you did. You wanted to do. Yeah. You weren't altered by your parents' pressure or what society might think of you. And you just went with the Care Bears and you were like, I'm here. I love the Care Bears. I want to want the What are you going to say about it? Um, Unashamedly yourself. I think it was probably also had a nice brightly coloured cover on the box. Yeah, it's attractive. That's what got me in. Yeah. Um, marketing. Good marketing. What was the, what's the earliest film you remember watching? Okay, so when I left the UK when I was five and where we were, we didn't have... I don't, I don't think we had... There wasn't much TV. There was only like a few TV channels. And not many of them were in English. So um, they only had like an hour or so of English TV every day. So I think one of the first things I remember watching was like pirated pirated copies of films. Because there was a video shop and there was just a big pirating market. We used to buy pirated films when we were on holiday and bring them home as well. Yeah. So So there was, um, it was like a video shop that sold pirated movies. And I think... I'm sure there's others, but I just, I read, the first thing I can really remember is sitting in my mum and dad's bedroom and watching The Lion King. That's a good first film, The Lion King. Uh, But a pirated copy. So it was a bit like, oh, Morpheus, and the sound was all messed up. We had them, we had pirated copies of Indiana Jones that had like the, I think Indiana Jones, I'm writing it down. um, I think it was, like a copy of the one that they give to like test audiences. So it had like big writing across the screen saying, this is a test copy. Do, <laughs> yeah, not, share. do not share. Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And that, like it's crossed the bottom. Like this yeah. is a pirated copy of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Lion King's a great, great one. It though. was a good, it was a good first one. Uh, that happened with me. Um, with quite a few films I watched, they were all pirated versions. And I remember, Beauty and the Beast, for example, was one of my favorite films as a kid. And I watched it on a plane, actually, um, maybe when I was in my late teens or something like that. It was, you know, when it was like exclusive to have like, oh, there's a seatback video on a plane. Exciting. Mm. So I, I kind of, it was a long flight and I'd run out of things to watch. So I put on Beauty and the Beast. And it was so beautiful. Because the, the, the copy we'd had was so bad. <laughs> it, I was just, I was crying in the first five minutes. I thought, oh my God, it's so much more beautiful than I remembered. Because our copy was so bad. I was also on a plane yeah. by myself. Yeah. I was a bit tired. Jet lagged. There we go. But I was really blown away by how beautiful the real version is. Yeah. Not the dodgy pirated not dodgy pirated version um that was one of the other ones i was going to say for earliest film mm. i think beauty and the beast is probably one of the first films i saw at the cinema well, i remember seeing the cinema i definitely went before that okay. we used to go and see the disney film we used to go to the cinema once a year 
Once a year? To see the Disney film. Wow. And they always used to come out around Christmas or sometime like that. Okay. Used to be the whole family going to Exeter, into the local city. We (laughs) used to live in the countryside. We used to go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) That was the treat. Mm -hmm. And go and watch the Disney film. So I remember watching Beauty and the Beast. And then the next year was Aladdin. And the next year was... Oh, Lion Aladdin King. was good. Oh, my it was a great run of 90s Disney films, like three or four Little years in Mermaid. a row. Little Mermaid. Little um, Mermaid, Pocahontas, all of them in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if we look back on them now and kind of go, hmm, think about the roles of Native Americans or the roles of women in these films. I wonder well, if we'd look at them differently. I don't know. Um, well, the story of Pocahontas is a little bit... Um, a bit dodgy. Compared to the real story. Yeah. But speaking to um, my girlfriend, who is Venezuelan, mm-hmm. she found, she had a, Pocahontas had a very profound effect on her. Did it? She watched it when she was a kid. Oh, and right. she's got, um, parts of her family are indigenous South American. And so she found the film empowering. It had a big effect on her when she saw it as a kid. That's really, that's really good. Hmm. That's yeah. what, that's what Disney films should be all about. Exactly. So, moving on to the next question. Scariest film. The scariest film. <gasps> do, 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 do. Uh, hmm. What have you got for this? I've got a lot. I've got a lot. Okay, I'm, I'm you quite, start. I'm quite a scaredy cat. Oh, okay. Um, I tend to be scared quite easily. I don't know. I had a few where I wasn't sure which one to pick, say the scariest but the one that had the longest lasting effect on me in terms of nightmares and um, not being able to sleep was Jurassic Park. Oh, the, the first one. The first one. The raptors in Jurassic I Park. I watched that again recently yeah. uh, before the most recent Jurassic Park one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, those feet are so obviously puppets. Like the, the raptor feet. Oh, really? Yeah. But okay. it still, it still, it still yeah. stands up as a scary film. I remember seeing Jurassic Park when I was... Which scene was it in particular? It's the raptors in general. In, so is the, it in like the, kitchen, the one in the kitchen? The raptors Ooh, in the kitchen. That's a good bit. Because in my old house, my parents' house, me and my brother were on the like top floor and it was just a stair, staircase up to just my room and my brother's room. And I just used to have these um, dreams of waking up and hearing the raptor going... As they're walking up the stairs... And just seeing it coming around the corner. Because I always had my bedroom door open. Mm. Just seeing it coming around the corner and like... Dum, 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 mm. Into my bedroom. And I kept like having this recurring like nightmare. But I loved the film. We went to see it with my family. Um, and then I found out that my brother was going to see it with... Like one of our next door neighbors. They were, were going to go and see it again. And I like... <laughs> had like a big like got really angry and was like crying i want to see it again he was supposed to go and see it with his friend like i wasn't invited at all <laughs> i managed to like kick up such a fuss and cry so much like okay a bit like Care Bears. <laughs> tim can go as well so i got to see it again um but it wasn't a good idea well it scared me but i love the film but it is a good film and i think i had those raptor dreams quite a, quite a long time oh yeah it obviously scarred you somehow yeah but the I loved peril. it and I had all the toys and was obsessed with it. But it scared me. What's yours? What's your scariest well, film? <clears throat> there was a film I was scared of for a long time, but because I saw the poster and not because 
I saw the film, and that was Jaws, and it really, mm. it really affected me. Jaws is really the scary. The poster of the seeing the shark underneath the woman swimming, and the, yeah. and of what's underneath. You don't know what's in the deep, and that's scared me. That's probably the origin of my trauma of well, my fear uh, of the sea and dark space, and yeah, thing. open water yeah. and stuff. So um, I never watched that until I was. I think it was my sister's 15th birthday party. Um, she was deciding to watch that because they mm-hmm. wanted to watch a scary film. And I, so I watched it. I thought, okay, I'm going to watch it. And yeah, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was a much more enjoyable film than I thought it was going to be. It's still scary though. The scariest still bit scary. is that the start bit, the woman uh, and being dragged around. Have you read night. the book? No, I haven't. Fucking, gr- excuse my language. It's very graphic. Yeah. It's very graphic, that first oh, she scene. she gets her leg bitten off. Oh, it's very graphic. And in the film, she's screaming like, I don't want to die! <laughs> I don't remember that. She's getting like th- thrashed around and like ripped mm. apart by the shark and screaming. In terms yeah. of other films that I saw that were scary was, do you remember the film Deep Blue Sea? Oh, also about sharks. Yeah. I've never actually seen it. And but... It was like genetically modified sharks. Yeah. And there's a scene where, I think, it, I think it's a cruise ship or something like that, but uh, something ends up flooding. And the shark gets in and they're in the kitchen or something. And then the woman's like in the sea, in in the water. And then the, you just see the shark fin appear around the corner. Mm. And then it just pauses. And you can see, you can tell that it sensed her there. And then she like swims to try and get up onto her counter. And then it like starts swimming towards her. And I just remember that going, oh, holy shit. It's really, really scared. Really scared. What is it about kitchens? Like sharks in kitchens, no. raptors in kitchens. <laughs> I don't know. No, good it's settings. Very weird. For but then she things. like cuts um, a cable or a cord or something, and then like shoves it in the water, and the shark gets electrified, oh. or at least gets chased away. Okay. I think Samuel L. Jackson's that film. Yeah. And he like gets killed by like a shark. She's like giving some big profound speech, and then all of a sudden the shark just like snatches him from out of the water. Mm-hmm. I think I've yeah. seen that scene, but I haven't seen the whole film. Okay, I mean, I don't yeah. think I, I don't think it would stand up now. Do you know what else scared the crap out of me as what? a kid? Was witches. Ah, that's the terrifying. Woo! When yeah. they're in the conference and they all transform into their and they all take off their masks. Yeah. And, oh. Something about like also about like attempted kidnapping or. Yeah. Slightly weird women. <laughs> Something really creepy about that. Yeah, the witches is terrifying. But Roald Dahl was a was interesting a genius. genius. Genius, crazy genius. Crazy genius. Yeah. And one um, more. I've got one more. I've got one more. Okay. The Descent. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I've heard that it's terrifying. Man, the first half of the film, there's not even anything particularly monstrous about it, mm-hmm. but it's it's about them getting stuck and lost underground. Yeah. And if you've got claustrophobia, that's don't scary watch enough. The film. <laughs> like, right. It's like, yeah, it's really well done. And then it kind of turns into something else. But it's a really good film. Yeah, I need to see that. I need to put it on my list. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, another film that scared me a lot was The Blair Witch Project. I've not, never seen that. Not while I was watching it. Because while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, okay. It's, you know. But you know what it's about, right? It's like yeah. the first ever found, found footage, footage film where it's like they found a camera in the woods. Oh, I think what's people really believe that it was found footage as well, didn't they? Yeah, well, because they created the whole backstory and they created all this literature around it and the website and things. Mm. And 
put a lot of effort into making it seem like it was real. Mm. Um, I wasn't scared in the cinema, but I watched it with a few friends. And then we went back to my friend's house. And my friend lives next to a forest. And we mm. were just stayed up, sat in his bedroom talking about it. And it was then that we were like, oh, hang on. Because there's this bit where they're... Um, because they're camping, they're lost in the woods, and they're camping in the woods, and they hear this weird noise in the woods. And we were just saying to each other, like sat in his bedroom, what would you do if you heard that noise now, like coming from the woods by your house? And we were all like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, will I stand up to it? <laughs> so it was more like um, it had a longer lasting effect than just being scared in the moment of watching it. I think that's the, um, the sign of a good mm-hmm. film, though. A good horror film. Yeah. I think it's got to be more than just jump scares. Yeah. It's got to be something that really creeps you out. Yeah. Was it, I don't remember if we were talking about this on the podcast or not, but certainly we were having a conversation about that film you watched, uh, and it was like the... Hereditary. Yes. Yeah. That was another one on my list. <laughs> That's the, scare, it's scared, the most scared I've been in the cinema, watching Hereditary. Okay. And you were talking about how one of the things that scared you was seeing shapes and thinking yeah. like... In, in the, the dark and thinking it was one thing, but it's actually something else. Yeah, they play a lot with that, like something in the background that you think, oh, that's just, I don't know, a pile of clothes. No, it's fucking not. <laughs> it's a ghost <laughs> that's going to eat you. <laughs> I, ha- I have that a lot. That's that's how horror films affect me later, yeah. that I am, um, I'll be lying in bed and I'll be like, oh, just, just open my eyes just in case. It still happens to me now. Just so, and oh, what's that dark shadow in the corner? Turn yeah. the light. Oh, it's just my jackets hanging yeah. on the back of my door. Exactly. But it gets me every time. But that's the scary thing that everybody's had. No, that oh, what's that in the corner of my bedroom? Mm. Oh, I don't know what that shape is. Yeah, it's a very so common like. Those are the best horror films that play really? on everybody fears or thoughts that everybody's had. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's creepy. I, I think one. we've I think we've done scary films to Definitely. death. okay the next question we have is this the film that made you cry the most yeah so we've just been discussing this but tim tell us tell us what your one is um well i think that as i've as i've got older Mm. i don't really care about being seen to be crying while watching a film. Whereas in the past, I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm going to cry in the cinema. Uh, Can't cry. No, mustn't cry. And you kind of force yourself not to. But now I'm just like, I don't care. I'm going to have a cry. Crying's good. It's good for you. Yeah, it is. I agree. So I might have also been in the context. um, We we went to see, very recently, actually. It was just in January. The new Mary Poppins. Yeah. (laughs) I've not made seen me, it. Don't give me any spoilers. Thank you. Made me cry like a baby. Like, I cried like four or five times in that film. Why? Um, well, oh, I think kind of like we just got back from um, from holiday. We just come back from Christmas in England with my family. So it's kind of like maybe you're a bit like, a bit sad anyway, because just seeing your family and we were just, it was like a couple of days before I had to go back to work. So, yeah. you know, it's a depressing time of year. Okay. Um, and we watched the original Mary Poppins with my family out on uh, in England mm-hmm. and then came back to Barcelona and watched the new one. And <clears throat> it's not a spoiler because it's right at the start of the film. 
but it's the, the original kids from the first Mary Poppins have grown up and the boy, the guy, has had uh, got married and had two more kids, but his wife's died. And it's very early in the film that he's singing a song about how much he misses her. And like also they're in financial difficulties and they might have to sell the childhood home and all this. Oh, are you so tearing up thinking about it too? It's a really like sad star. And the actor, Ben Whishaw, who plays him, is a really, really good he's actor. Wonderful. He's the voice of Paddington Bear. Yeah. Ooh. He's always, he's always, I remember him starting out like 10, 15 years ago and thinking, this guy's an amazing actor. Yeah. And what did you see him in first? <laughs> Some TV show, like a, a TV drama. Was it the one about that was like about an old TV station or something? No, it was before that. But okay, anyway. not relevant. Not relevant. Talk about it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just like his performance and uh, the fact that it run. That I'd watched it after the original Mary Poppins, which ends so happily and so nice, and mm-hmm. then you're seeing, you know, twenty years later, well, everything's so, so sad and there's no like joy in it. It's maybe quite a lot. Hopefully, by the end there is. No yeah. And I cried again at the end because everything's happy and joyous again. You're like, oh, I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Good. So, yeah. That's the one that Mary made you Poppins. cry the most recently. Most recently. But then I find Disney films these days, Pixar films and oh Disney God. films, they really. Oh, my God. They, have they at least know one, where to hit you in the heart. They really have at least one moment that gets everybody yeah. blubbing, sobbing, oh, yeah. crying away. Um, just can one? we go back to Mary Poppins? Yeah. The part in Mary, the original Mary Poppins that makes me cry is feed the birds. Oh yeah. I can't handle it. It's this woman, this old poor lady who's yeah. like feed the birds, and then I just, I just start crying. Yeah. I just think, who is? Does she not have anyone that loves her, or she just loves the birds? I don't know. It still gets me. Yeah. Anyway, Pixar. Me too. <laughs> What's uh what's your film that's made you cry the most? Listen, there's been a lot. If we're talking about Pixar, I remember going to see Toy Story three in the cinema. Mm. That was a mistake. Lots I didn't crying. have any tissues, and my t-shirt was soaking wet afterwards. Yeah. That was a mess. The end of Toy Story three. Oh man, yeah, man, that was tough. Yeah. Well, when they all hold hands, when they think they're going to go into the furnace. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, oh man. Uh-huh. Heavy. There's that one. That's one of them. I yeah. cry a lot. Another one is The Notebook. Do you remember that film? I've never Ryan seen Gosling? The Notebook. Not Pixar, but um, it's about uh, a guy who. Oh, it's, it's kind of a long story, but basically, the thing that made me cry about it was my granny had just been diagnosed with dementia, I think, and it's all about a man who's reading a story to his wife. Who has to mention mm-hmm. to remind her uh, of okay. of the days gone by. I just found that a really tough watch. Yeah, and then the Inside concept. Out. Ah, it's on my list as well. Bing bong. Oh. Holy moly mackerel. And then when oh when the girl oh no, it's just like oh when the sad oh, Yeah, Bing Bong, they can't get out, and then he sacrifices himself yeah. for them to get out, and he goes into the place of forgotten things. He gets forgotten. Yeah, and then Obsessed. how the little girl is like, I'm not doing very well. And then mum and dad are like, well, we love each other at the end. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Pixar know how to really twist. They know. Really, really get they you. Know. But it's also like, crying. again, it's like things that everyone feels and mm-hmm. everyone feels these things. Yeah. Like relevant. It's like every man kind of feeling to the Pixar films. Yeah. Another one, Up. Oh, the first 
five minutes five of that. minutes of that oh god that's really hard hitting yeah it's beautiful though yeah that's like amazing storytelling that first montage yeah have you crying right from the start and you mentioned ben wishaw which made me think of paddington mm-hmm. paddington made me cry yeah lovely film several times we love that film exactly that's a film i could watch again and again yeah definitely and then i think also because i don't know i have a sister whatever sister relationships we love each other really um frozen made me cry a lot yeah yeah because the love story is between the two sisters that's the true love (laughs) (laughs) all our films that make us cry are animations (laughs) i know Notebook was it? Hang okay, apart from the notebook. Have you got any more on your list? I've got another one. No, I just said those two. <laughs> okay. Well, I've also got About Time. Do you remember that film with Donald Gleason and I haven't seen it, but Oh uh, what's his name? Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. That's him. Uh it's about uh it's well, it's about a son who can discovers he can travel back in time and then it's about how the father also can travel back in time so they start travel back in time together and then it turns out that the dad's very ill and it's just it's just emotional it really got me and i remember i went to see it in the cinema with my mum and dad this was recently and um we went for a burger afterwards in a restaurant and i couldn't couldn't stop crying in the restaurant in the restaurant i was still really really affected by it wow yeah it was tough that's it's a tough effect. film, tough film. Really got oh. me. Let's uh, lighten things up a bit now after all this crying. <laughs> I, we haven't actually cried. Well, I feel a bit of tear coming Do on. Do you feel it? Right. <laughs> the next question. So the next question is uh, the film that made you laugh the most. Uh, I think you've got to answer this one first. Yeah? Yeah. Um... I think the funniest film I remember seeing and I watched a lot as a kid was Monty Python and the oh Holy Grail. Oh my God. Yeah. That's the same as me. Because I think of the Monty Python films, the Holy Grail is one that kids can watch and get something out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's got some like gruesome, violent bits. Kids can watch it on one level. Adults can watch it on another level and get more out of it. Whereas other films like The Life of Brian, a lot of the jokes go over the head of a kid. Yeah, because you're like, what? What's going on? I don't Whereas understand. The Holy Grail works on one level for. Yeah. Has like a, a you actually interested in the story of the knights and things that are happening, mm-hmm. not <laughs> just the jokes. And then you watch it again as an adult, and you see all the other, um, more interesting jokes. Do you remember watching it for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. When where was, was it? Um, at home on video. Definitely having it taped off the off the off the TV, and watching that that copy of it again and again and again, and then just quoting it, just running around the house, shouting things like, "The knights who say knee, the knights who say knee, knee, knee." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one is, "Your father was an Amster and your mother smelled of elderberries." <laughs> one of my faves. That's I fought in your general direction. Peachy Lavash. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, this will make no sense. Exactly. So it's a great film. I recommend really recommend it. watching it. 
Mm-hmm. I remember watching it with my friends Alona and Fraser. We were, they were visiting us, and it was the four of us. And we, uh, yeah, we. I remember we watching it in. There wasn't enough space for us in our house, so we were staying at our neighbor's house next door. And I think we were kind of old enough to be like left alone in this house, mm-hmm. and we just had a brilliant time. We were yeah. just up until like four o'clock in the morning. Nice. <laughs> it was brilliant. We were like twelve. It was wonderful. We had the best time. We were watching, uh, I think we watched it twice in a row. Nice. Because it was just a tape that we'd found. We thought, shall we put this on? And um, it was, like I remember, like, everything hurt from laughing. Yeah. It was just the most profound experience. Definitely. And I really thought, oh, my God, I've discovered something that's really genius. Yeah. I remember mm. also watching it. It wasn't the first time I watched it, but we watched it. I went on a on a theater course in the south of France and we stayed in this place this guy who was like an expert in like old-fashioned comedy like slapstick like old physical comedy people hitting each other on the heads with things and we were there in his like uh house and he was teaching us about like this these old forms of comedy and we were putting on a show of this it's called Comedia dell'arte it's like the origins of slapstick and pantomime mm-hmm. and like all this old-fashioned um comedy and every night after doing rehearsals he had um free wine on tap because it's south of france so we could drink as much red wine as we wanted <laughs> this one was about 17 and a massive collection of like all of comedy basically because he's like a comedy expert so he had tons of like charlie chaplin Buster charlie Ch- chaplin's like the he's the silent, the, comedy, the, the yeah. silent guy you know he's mm-hmm. he's probably the the guy when you think of slapstick you probably mm-hmm. think of charlie chaplin and Buster Keaton, oh, who's like similar, yeah. similar origin, similar time time period to Charlie Chaplin, and then all Monty Python and all of that. So we used to just sit up, watching, drinking free red wine and watching all this <laughs> classic comedy. Sounds very sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. it was great. <laughs> so those are the films that made us love the, the films. The, the film, film. Uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. So the next question is. A film that has special significance because of the context in which you watched it. That's right. Mm-hmm. What's yours, Tim? I've got uh, a couple. First one is The Matrix. Oh. I went to see for my brother's birthday. Um, it's 20 years old, Matrix. That was the first DVD we ever owned. Really? Yeah. Okay. We went to see it at the cinema with my dad took my brother, a group of his friends and me. And you know how sometimes your parents have to take you to the cinema because it's a birthday and, you know, it's the choice of film. The kids choose the film and the parent has to go. Yeah. So it's kind of like my dad was like, oh, you know, okay, that's the film they want to see. Okay, I'll go and watch it. I have to. And I don't know. I think that film had a big effect, impact on everybody who watched it because it was the first of those Mm. films it's quite a trend-setting film Mm. the cool action scenes and the whole aesthetic of it and i just remember all there were like six of us all six of us looking around to each other while watching it watching it including my dad going wow this is an amazing film like this is an amazing experience and seeing the look on my dad's face of like because he didn't go to the cinema very often Mm. and he often goes to see um my stepmom's really into period dramas so like Pride and a Prejudice. Woman after my own heart. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice, things like that. So I think they go to the cinema a few times and they go and see that type of film. 
And for him to sit down and watch like an action blockbuster with like, he's into computers and things as well. And it was just the look on his face, like eyes wide, like, wow, this is an amazing experience. And my brother, the same, was quite a, and a really nice moment. And then we went out for dinner afterwards and we were talking about the film like really, really enthusiastically. Seeing my dad getting really like excited about it was was a really nice moment. Um, and I'd really love the film and I, I, it still holds up now. It's a, it's a classic. That is, it is a good film, isn't it? Yeah. The sequels are rubbish. Yeah. They ruined it. <laughs> but the first one's great. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always like, um, the sequels, um, if the, if the originals if, of any kind of kind of franchise, if the original has been good, I will, I will stick with the sequels. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you've got even a... if they completely ruin it, mm-hmm. I'll stick with them. I'll stand by the sequels to Matrix, even if they are crap. Yeah. There's an interesting thing about um, the Matrix going off on a bit of a tangent. It's all about, um, because you know, both the directors have since transitioned. Have they? Yeah. The Wachowski brothers are now the Wachowski sisters. Oh. And looking back on the Matrix now, there's lots of it that's about um, identity, like gender identity. This idea of the, the agent saying Mr. Anderson and him wanting to be you know, Neo. completely Neo and a completely different person. So there's this, it's kind of allegorical to... And that's very interesting. Breaking free of society's constraints on you. I'm so pleased that they've done that. Yeah. I did not know that was news to me. So what about you? What's your film? With a special... Special well, I've significance. Got, I've, got, I've got a couple. Um, first one is Amelie. Remember Amelie? Yeah. I love that film. It's a nice film. And I, I love that film... Um, it was recommended to me by my auntie Mary, who sadly passed away a few years mm. ago now. Um, but she was a French teacher, and she really loved this film and uh, loved uh, loved lots of French things. I just I remember I don't know lots of things. I when I think about certain French culture things, I think about my auntie Mary. Okay, for some reason. But uh, she recommended this film and I watched it, not with her, but I watched it and I was really blown away by it. It was a really wonderful film. Mm-hmm. So that's one. So because uh, of the association you have with your yeah. memories of your auntie. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And um, the other one is, uh, well, there's also White Christmas. Have you ever heard, have you ever watched that? Uh, I don't think so. White Christmas is about, it's got Bing Crosby in it. Oh, okay. And that's and it's the not the original origin of the song White Christmas, but uh, it's about um, this peop- these people that go up and try to put on a stage show in some remote farm in Vermont. Okay. It's a very old film. Uh, and we watch it every Christmas as a family. So that's really nice. Oh. It makes me feel all Christmassy. And then the other one is, I remember we're going to see The Two Towers. Ah, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So all my mates were going to watch it. We were really excited. We'd all, we were all big Lord of the Rings fans. We'd all read the books and everything. And we watched, I don't think we'd watched the, um, the Fellowship of the Ring together, but the plan was to go, all go and watch. There was like 15 of us to go and watch mm-hmm. the Two Towers together, but I hadn't booked my ticket with them. So my ticket was in a separate, it was all seated. So my ticket was like some far away seat, very oh, freaking far away. And I didn't want to sit alone by myself. So I tried and sat in another seat. 
And it was like the seats that they'd got were like in the middle, right in the middle Perfect. aisle. <laughs> nice, nice, and yeah. obviously the guy who was, I was, whose seat I was sitting in was like, uh, get out of my seat. And I was like, oh, can I just sit with my friends? And he was like, uh, no. So I was like, oh, okay. So then me and my friend, Emmy, who's also transitioned actually. Okay. Um, we shared a seat. <laughs> like squished into a seat together really? two of you and in one sat seat. through whatever three and a half three hours, hours of, the twin, of the two towers not the twin towers the two towers two isn't towers it? okay um um yeah so that's got quite three and a half hours wow special memory for me there okay okay <laughs> yeah Fair enough that was very nice of her mm. i appreciated it well, there you go that's there the special go. context that's our special context films I like your one though. I really like the idea of your dad going, "What? My mind is blown. Yeah. This is not Jane Austen." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. The last one we've got is. Our favourite films. Now, I have to be honest, I do not have a favourite film. And I've been racking my brain and I cannot think of a favourite film. I just can't do it. So I'm not going to do it. There you, you go. Can't, you I'm, can't rebelling. I'm rebelling. I'm uh, rebelling. Tim, what's well, your favourite film? Um, I think, well, my favourite, favourite film, when I'm put on the spot, mm. is With Nail and I. Have you ever seen that? I've never seen I've that. I've seen it great it's uh it's a british comedy and it's got richard e grant who's great and paul mcgann who's also great <laughs> um they're both playing two out of work actors uh in the 60s and if i were to tell you the story basically it's two out of work actors go on holiday to the countryside and then come back <laughs> there is no story basically um but it's just really, really funny. It's really, really quotable. It's got so many great lines and lines of dialogue that you can just shout to your friends all the time. For example? Um, I demand to have some booze. <laughs> They're both like alcoholics and um, take a lot of drugs as well. Um, and they just get into really ridiculous scrapes and situations um, out in there. Because the, they basically they live in London and they decide that they really need a break because they're drinking too much, so they go and uh, stay in a cottage in Wales. But there's it's a cottage with no electricity, um, and like, they really struggle to survive in the countryside, <laughs> wearing like plastic bags on their feet because they didn't bring any welly boots or anything. <laughs> and go to the pub in a local village and get into like um, into like issues with the locals and things and it's it's just hilarious it's great fun you've actually sold it i think i might watch you that. should watch it it's i iconic. think richard e grant it doesn't drink and never has yeah that's the thing is he's and he allergic drunk. to drink to alcohol he's allergic to drink he's allergic to alcohol um he cannot physically drink it but he his last film that he was in as well um can you ever forgive me which is very very good you should see mm -hmm. he plays a drunk Ooh. And he's two of his most iconic roles are him playing alcoholics, but he's never actually been drunk in his was life. Was he not um, nominated for an Oscar for that? Yeah, he was. So it's amazing that someone who's never been drunk can pretend to be drunk so well. He's just observed it so often. Exactly. So this is how it is. 
So I'd say that's my favorite film. There's a few other films that I'd say I could watch again and again and again and again and again. Uh, what are your runners up? Um, the Big Lebowski. Okay. That's a film that I could just watch a million times over. I could I've watch seen it, it one time. I could watch it and then rewind it. I could not, for the life of you, tell you what it was about. Well, it's about Is it something to do with bowling. It's got bowling in it. It's bowling. <laughs> Someone with bowling. I don't even know who the Big Lebowski is. <laughs> the Big Lebowski is the the big rich guy. Because right. it's a whole mis- case of mistaken identity. So you've got um, the dude mm. who's called Lebowski. Mm. Um, and it's a, there's also a really rich guy who's called Lebowski. Um, okay. One's and the these, Big Lebowski, one's the dude. Yeah. Right, okay. And then the um, criminals who are trying to get money out of the rich Lebowski accidentally go around to the other Lebowski's house and like beat him up and steal his rug and (laughs) so he gets sort of dragged into this big situation that's going on and just has to roll with it and he's a massive stoner who likes bowling (laughs) and everything just goes from there. Isn't it something like white Russians or something? He always drinks white Russians. The drink. What is it? White Russian. White Russian is vodka and ginger ale. Kahlua and milk. Ooh. It's nice. Kahlua is like coffee sounds... liqueur. So it's like a sounds gross. cold, alcoholic coffee. Coffee. Okay. It's nice. All right. If you say yeah. so. Um, it doesn't sound like. Don't recommend drinking lots of them on a night out because mm. you just end up with a belly full of milk. Yeah, it's never good. <laughs> it can't be nice the next day. Exactly. But yeah. I'd say those are my favorite films or films I can watch. Over they are over. very notable. I say uh, you sound like a very sophisticated person when you say those are your favorite films. <laughs> Although the films I've probably watched the most times over and over are the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, they're very watchable. You can always stick them on. It's always something new to watch. Yeah, see, exactly. rather. Um, uh, ooh, I don't know what I was going to say. doesn't matter. Oh, I'm really, <laughs> really, that's really cool. Have you not got one film that you could pluck out that you think, <sighs> what, not your favorite, but no, one of your favorites? I'm not gonna. No, no, I can't. I, I'm not gonna be pressured into that. Okay. I really like The Princess Bride, but it's not my favorite film. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed The Princess Bride. I've never seen it. I can't believe I've never seen it. Yeah, it's my homework. That's ridiculous. I'll watch With Nell and I, and you watch Princess Bride. There we go. And in the next episode, it's inconceivable. Assume that's a quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You would. You've been. You shouted a Withner and I quote. Okay, well, I, okay. I asked you to. Okay. Anyway, you should watch it. It's good. I will. I will and down- then you'll understand that. I will download it illegally. My Lego's a Nico Montoya. Yeah, I know that. You killed my father. Yeah. Prepare to die. It's a good one. It's a good one. Well, on that note, that's the end of today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed listening to us waffle on about the films that we love, the <laughs> films that scare us, the films that make us laugh. Films that make us cry. Exactly. Films that make us remember loved ones and fun times. Mm-hmm. So we have competition time. Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Our first two teas in a pod competition. Um, you can win an exclusive two teas in a pod mug. It's so beautiful. It's so good for drinking your tea or your coffee or white Russians. Oh, white of. Russians. Um, all you have to do is leave a comment on our Facebook, or tweet us a comment mm-hmm. to our Twitter, mm-hmm. um, telling us about your earliest memory of watching a film. What's the first film you remember seeing? Okay. 
The winning uh, comment will be the one that we, I don't know. That, that pe- we think is the, the best. Yeah. So like the most interesting or, you know, most creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will send you an exclusive Tooties in the Pod mug. Oh, yeah. And then you can it, take a photo. Honestly, guys, it's well worth it. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful mug. We're, drink- we're both drinking for one right now. They're beautiful things. Exactly. They're great. So, do it. You could win one. We will announce the winners on the Facebook, and we'll also share it on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, those addresses, if you want to take part in the competition. If you want to take part on Twitter, you can tweet us your uh, earliest memory of going to a film. Maybe you'll have to spread it over a couple of tweets, hopefully. Maybe. Our Twitter is at 2 Pod. So look us up at 2 Pod. Um, and you can find us on Facebook at two T's in a pod. Mm-hmm. So two T S in a pod. Exactly. I'm um, really looking forward to hearing your responses. Yeah, definitely. Excited. Maybe it's Care Bears is your Maybe. earliest film. Or what was yours again? I'm really glad your favourite film wasn't Care Bears. Yeah. Uh, mine was The Lion King. Lion King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. So give tell us a little, little bit, bit of the background as well. Yeah. That's what a bit we want to hear. Context. Yeah. Was it your birthday party and you insisted? On watching the Care Bears, for example. Did you watch a pirated version of The Lion King? Mm, maybe. Who knows? Looking forward to hearing from you. Definitely. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Um, <laughs> see you soon. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast, two teas in a pod. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we'd like to say thanks to our wonderful sound producer, Ben Ward, for all his hard work editing and recording the show. Um, to Mark Wilding, who made our artwork and branding. To Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Malena, and our own Katie Wright for singing the jingles. And obviously the presenters, uh, Katie Wright, the wonderful Katie Wright, and myself. Um, If you've enjoyed the show, uh, leave a comment on the Facebook page or the other social medias and share, 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 share the link. Okay, get out to as many people as possible. So thanks to all our guests this week and tune in next time.